Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday with Pastor Randy and myself. Mm-hmm. You poor souls listening to us again. I know. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's once a week. Yeah. And they're usually short. Yeah, these episodes are, but your sermons are not, so they get you twice a week. True. Yeah. yeah. These episodes would be shorter if people wouldn't give us questions from previous weeks. <laughs> Just saying. That's a good joke. That is a good one. Speaking of jokes. Do you have one? Do you know what shorts clouds wear? What kind of shorts do clouds wear? Um, something with cumulus. Nope. Um, Rain. Thunderwear. Oh, good. Thunderwear. There you go. Is that your own or is that Maddie's? No. If it's Maddie's, that was really a good joke. If it's yours, it was was lame. Yeah, it was Maddie's. I found it on some dumb. (laughs) Thank you, Maddie. Somewhere dumb. It was not for Maddie. Thank you for tormenting me, Maddie. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's get on with it. Mm -hmm. Matthew 10, 1 to 15, finding our place in the mission of the twelve. Um, I thought you did a nice job, and you may or may or may not have said this exactly, but anytime we're reading the Bible, we're trying to kind of figure out what kind of carries into our lives today because not everything is a direct, you know, go and do likewise type text. And mm-hmm. so um, we've got the 12 disciples here. Uh, before we get into their mission, quick question, is there anything significant about them being named like what's the deal why were they named i don't think the naming itself any more than the fact that these are known people uh, the historicity somebody could say you know mm-hmm. it points to the historicity of a text like this so that's um you know that's important that okay. these are you know people would have recognized these names mm-hmm. people in their circles would have mm-hmm. that's about all I would say about the about that gotcha yeah are they named in other places I think they are and I didn't check I did yeah. actually I didn't do any uh, I didn't do any uh, comparisons uh, between this text and the other gospels just I just didn't gotcha uh, I didn't think it was helpful and um but I mean, it could it could certainly open up some other avenues if, mm-hmm. if somebody were checking the other accounts. Two of the other gospels might do this, but I, I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. check. But either way, the the historical um, evidence of it then has some significance. Um, all right, moving on though. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, I think anyway, we've got verse seven here. And I'll read it for us. Mm-hmm. It says, "And proclaim." So this is Jesus again. Proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. is at hand. So there's his gospel message that mm-hmm. he kind of gives to them. That's pretty short. Um, mm-hmm. Have you tried explaining the gospel that simply before? Like I think w- so many of us, if, when we've had opportunities to share the gospel, mm-hmm. sometimes we get caught up because it's like, in some ways it's very simple. In other ways it's, yeah. you know, it's a can be a long conversation, but here, I don't think many of us use this language for... So, yeah, I, I don't think we do. It didn't seem that like that on Sunday either when I was, you know, just looking at everyone and we were dialoguing together about this. My own, uh, my own approach is to stick to um, 
Jesus' ability, uh, do you know Jesus as the Son of God and uh, with someone who has the ability, as someone who has the ability to heal, heal mm -hmm. your soul, which is kind of the wording I did use on Sunday. And I think that when you read in verse 7, the kingdom, the kingdom language, whether the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, uh, when you read that kind of language, you're still talking about the entrance uh, of the rule of God, the entrance mm -hmm. uh, of the rule of God with all of its power to recreate uh, life out of death type of thing. So in my own uh, limited witness times, I am trying to focus on God's ability to, to, to heal a person. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't usually use the language of salvation itself, which is deliverance language, because I think delivered from what? Sam Fry would say, you have to make sure that they understand sinfulness. Yeah. So my, my road into that is to talk about a person's need for healing in all, in all areas. I mean, their entire soul needs healing. Okay, that was my next kind of follow-up question. Healing from what then? Yeah, then you have to get into the infection, the disease of the rebellion. Mm -hmm. Or and when I quoted, uh, I think it was Tim Keller I've quoted quite often before in the past, and I had that lengthy quote written out on Sunday, but just we, we just didn't have time to go into it in detail again. and didn't need to. But um, that language uh, of resistance, sin being resistance to the rule of God. Mm -hmm. So think, this is one of the reasons why I think this is helpful for us during the week, too. I mean, my problem, my problem as a kingdom citizen is often resisting the rule of God. If, if I want to put my my faith journey into this language. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the tendency to, to resist the rule of God and then, of course, to, uh, to bow to another rule, my own, mm -hmm. somebody else's or whatever, so the world's or something like that. So I like I liked the language a lot, but you're right. There needs to be this step of, you know, if we start with... Um, the entrance into the world of God's ruling power that can weave together all the fabric of creation that's unraveled because of the resistance to his rule, mm -hmm. people are going to go, you know, okay. And then you're going to have to go further with, you know, this is, this is the result of your lack of, since you do not have a relationship with God by faith in Christ, you are resisting his rule. And that's the only way healing can occur. Mm -hmm. If you, if they say they like that, or that sounds good to them, or they want to believe that, then it becomes life-changing in that moment. Um, how would you frame that in a question for them to kind of respond to? Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you, um, do you believe that God has sent his son to begin the healing process for you? You're, you're broken because you don't have a relationship with your creator. He's, mm -hmm. given, he's given you the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. I'd ask it something like that. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing for, and a really good thing for us to think about as a congregation, um, because I think most of us, and I caught myself actually in this yesterday, this tendency to explain the gospel and want to go to, you know, well, you're a sinner and that sin separates you from God. And not that that's wrong. No, that's right. It, yeah. Keep going. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, the world that we live in, yeah. right? Yeah. I think people are probably uh, more attuned to the fact that the world is a broken place. I experience brokenness yeah. as opposed to 
I'm a I'm a bad person. I've done yeah. wrong things, and yeah. I don't deserve. So even though both are true, mm-hmm. yeah, it it might be an easier idea for them to grasp that uh, God can undo what's He can make right what is wrong. He yeah. can reweave the fabric of this world yeah. where it's fraying and coming yeah. apart. And he and even to say He's doing it now. Yeah, this process of of weaving it back together has begun mm-hmm. in the person of Christ. But it is interesting, right? There are other there are other evangelistic method, uh, evangelistic, not methods, but um, messages in the Bible. Mm-hmm. A simple one, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. That's yeah. out of the Book of Acts, I think, and that mm-hmm. one's very clear, mm-hmm. very specific. Yeah, but what I was trying to get at on on Sunday and what you're picking up on, I just feel like this one is a good one to also consider. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very theological. That's the part that that resonates with me is that it's not that the other way, you know, do, do you want to be saved from your sins? It's not that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's not the only way to present the good news. And the way Jesus did it, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good angle for us to, to take with respect to people who are hurting, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just want you to know that God's rule is available to you through the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. Would you are, would you like to hear about that? Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Good. And then to have the wherewithal in the moment to kind of know how to direct the conversation, what way to present the gospel, because, yeah, you're right, oh there's, there's a variety of ways to do it. Yeah. I was even just thinking back earlier in Matthew where, what is it, John the Baptist and Jesus, repent and believe. Were those the words? Is that, mm-hmm. did I miss anything? No. Repent and believe. Simple. Yeah. Short messages. Yeah. Um, but I think, too, that's kind of refreshing because mm-hmm. the gospel, when the Spirit's preparing a heart to receive it, they're going to be ready for it no matter if we've got, you know, our exactly. teeth crossed and our eyes exactly. dotted. Exactly. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's a good way to explain it. Yeah, I think it's a helpful it's a helpful um, variation on a sort of our standard gospel presentation. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so towards the end of the service, you mm-hmm. said following Jesus means sacrifice, mm-hmm. and that may not be an exact quote. No, but I wrote that down. Yeah, that is part of the deal. But then mm-hmm. you said you said something uh, to the effect of like we have we should expect sacrifice. The cost of following Jesus, which he's we've already covered in Matthew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is high. Um, but we live in a day and in a context where, man, in in some very significant ways, it doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent, it's still very easy, at least in our yeah. area, to be a Christian. Uh, I think it's the tides are turning to mm-hmm. a point; the winds are changing. You might say. Um, but you said then find the balance between enjoying God's good gift and living sacrificially. So my question then is, how, how have you tried to find that balance and what's that looked like? So, you know, some people are going to hate me for this, but one, one of the things that came to mind when I'm thinking this through was it's hunting season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not into it like I used to be, but I know what it's like to sacrifice to mm-hmm. do these things. Mm-hmm. I know the time it took away from my family, my kids, blah, 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 all of that. I know all of that. I remember all of that. I remember what it's like to get up 
at a godforsaken hour in the morning <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and in the worst kind of weather you can imagine. I mean, all of mm-hmm. that was a part of the deal. So I, I really was thinking about, you know, this time of year and everybody's a lot of us enjoy that kind of talk and so forth, you know, hunting and all that, especially in, in Pennsylvania, which is very much like in Maine where I grew up. Um, so I, I kind of was thinking about that, that aspect of look at how good we have it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're fortunate. We have, we have a lot. We have so much that we can enjoy these hobbies which mm-hmm. are fairly expensive mm-hmm. and all of that. And they take time. Any, I mean, a lot of hobbies are that way. They're expensive. They're time consuming. And, uh, you know, I just, it just, I'm always thinking about the balance between that type of sacrifice to do something I love versus the way in which I serve God. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was yeah. after, if that makes sense. Did you use and that re- illustration on Sunday? I didn't. Okay. I didn't dare to. I'm afraid there's too many guys who shoot me dead yeah, on, on the, the spot, spot right during season. Uh, so it was kind of like, but that's what I had in mind. And that's why I went to this balance thing, because there's no doubt that when Jesus sends these 12 out, they can't take anything with them. Yeah. So, the, and and the it was one of the, the scholars that I was, cons- um, I was reading through this series, uh, his were I don't know if it was Craig Keener, but his words were um, his words were simply or, or I think it was simply live simply, and it was because when he's looking at this text, they just had they hard they had hardly anything. Now what I wanted to do is I wanted to pick up on uh, Craig Ferris who just got back from his hike, and I wanted to to give the contrast between. Here's Craig getting ready for 110 miles from Carlisle to Harper's Ferry mm-hmm. on the Appalachian Trail. I wonder what he, how did he gear up for it? Mm-hmm. Did he have all of his food? Did he have, Yeah, that would have been an sure example of, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't simply like these guys were, they couldn't take, there was no bag. Mm-hmm. They were relying on everyone's hospitality to make it. So whether it's live simply, whether it's sacrificially, these 12 start out when they, and they realize this is not the luxuries of home. This is kind of where my mind was on that that section. Yeah. Yeah, because there's plenty that we could avail ourselves to. And living simply, uh, would I would imagine if that mindset helps us just combat becoming comfortable in the world that we live in now. Yeah. And, I, and again, at my stage of life thinking, you know, it's pretty easy to keep accumulating, keep accumulating, keep accumulating mm-hmm. and and become... Uh, literally weighed down by all of this stuff, does it keep me from doing what I'm really supposed to be doing? And I think that's what we should be asking ourselves, you know, this week, you know, beyond Sunday, are we in a position where none of our possessions are keeping us from being the disciple maker Mm -hmm. God wants us to be? I think that's a fair question for the week, Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. So to sum that question up, and the question was, what's it look like for us to find this balance between enjoying God's good gifts and living simply and uh, or living sacrificially? And one answer was to, to live simply in this world. Um, and then the other one, I think the hunting illustration was a good one. And so we could all just ask ourselves the question, what are the things that we sacrifice for, whether it's a hobby or, exactly. or something else? Yeah. And to what lengths do we go to yeah. to sacrifice? What does that look like? Yeah. And 
how do we sacrifice for the gospel? Then? Yeah, and 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 again, the simplistic way that I put it on Sunday was, and I and I kind of, you know, I hesitated a bit, but I thought, no, it's really true. Look at the way I use my money, and look mm-hmm. at the way I use my time. Is my money and my time showing my priority of the gospel? And that's mm-hmm. why I said on Sunday, make sure you start with the church. Yeah, I think you said start, yeah, start ministry. there. Start mm-hmm. with church ministry. That's disciple making. Yeah. And that's a great place to start. It doesn't mean that's all you do, but it's a great place to start. Right. Yeah. Well, Money and ministry. Yeah. And There's your balance. Yep. And if you were to create a ledger for your time. Exactly. Um, yep. You know, does yep. your, would someone who doesn't know you yep. be able to say what's important to you? Yeah. How you spend your time, how you spend your money. Um, that's true in so many ways. Um, good. Um there was a lot to the text on Sunday. Anything else you didn't get to that you were like? I just felt, you know, I, I think I started and said, I don't have all the answers to this, yeah. this, this text with, you know, with these uh, sign gifts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want us to be so non-charismatic that the pendulum swings so far mm-hmm. that we don't even consider the fact that God is still doing miracles today and he uses people to do it. I did want to make a strong differentiation between the sign gifts and the spiritual gifts. And I tried to hit that a little bit with yep. 2 Corinthians 12, 12, the signs of a true apostle were, you know, evidence in us. And so, you know, it's, it's about as good as we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just to, just though to get to this and say, um, you know, don't forget this, when you look at this instruction, it does set us up for folks are going to reject us because mm-hmm. the next text coming is the persecution. Mm-hmm. I'm behold, on Sunday, behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Yeah. So we're being set up for we're, we're Christ followers in a world that largely rejects him, mm-hmm. rejects us. That's going to pose problem. It has posed problems for Christians all over the world since time began, mm-hmm. since the church began. So. But, but really, I mean, there's a lot more we could probably do with it, but yeah. the main thing is just be ready for two responses. You know, some people are going to reject you because they reject your message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe a closing thought for myself mm-hmm. um, and a warning even to all of us is that while other people, like you just said, other people are going to reject us, one of those two responses, but uh, a personal warning is no matter how close you are to Jesus or religion, you may reject God like the twelve. You know, there's one of those 12 in there. And I totally just blew right through that. And sure, man. Yeah. But, uh, isn't that scary? Even in the 12, one of the responses was, I'm going to (sighs) reject this man and his message. Um, the other 11 didn't, but so scary. Uh, yeah, that's, it was, it's a little chilling, you know, to think of that. And all, I mean, all the, and it's a great point you're making because from what we know in the scriptures, Peter didn't always fare well. Sure. His mm-hmm. faith wasn't always sound mm-hmm. and strong during his faith journey. Yeah. And no. thankfully the Lord redeems him along the way like yep. he does us. But boy, the one that you just pointed out though, that was like, wow, mm-hmm. one of the 12 handpicked. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, so you kind of gave us a glimpse at where we're going next week. Mm-hmm. Lord willing. Covered all the questions. Great. No one sent in any questions about last week's episode. That is excellent. Excellent. We're good to go there. Uh, But if you do have any questions about this episode, you can feel free to send them in, uh, whether it was last this episode or 
um, not multiple weeks back, but oh, okay, yeah. So there is kind of a limit. Well, and yeah, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and say that for Randy's sake. Uh, but if you have any questions about the sermon on Sunday, please email them in to podcast at cbcmj.com. We love hashing through them, and Randy loves sitting here with it, me every week. I do enjoy it. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad we can do it. I, and I I just want to say to you know to you, you know, my interaction with uh, some of the group a week ago Sunday night. It's really, it's always helpful. People that are thinking about these things, asking questions about these things, it's always helpful to me too to be able to uh, just keep piecing things together a little bit better. And so, um, yeah, so you know, it's great through. when people do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good. So thank you all. Yep. Or thank all right. you. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.